Hey y'all, welcome to the Visit Roswell podcast where we talk all things tourism and hospitality related in Roswell, Georgia. We will be interviewing our partners all throughout the community and hopefully inspiring you to plan a trip to visit Roswell at your natural pace. All right, well, welcome to the first episode of the Visit Roswell podcast. Uh, My name is Kendall, I'm the marketing coordinator at Visit Roswell, and I am joined today with our executive director, who has been so willing to be our first interviewee, uh, to tell you a little more about what Visit Roswell is and what we do. So, Andy Williams, thanks for letting us do this adventure. Woo-hoo, thanks for having me. Um, I appreciate it. I love this opportunity. I think this is a great way to showcase our partners in the destination and uh, really looking forward to seeing what comes out of this. Yeah. Well, um, so to just start off, tell us a little about yourself. Uh, where are you from? How'd you make your way to Roswell? Yeah, I'm a, so I'm a born and raised Georgia, Georgia peach. Um, I feel like there's not too many of us that are actually born and raised in the peach state that have, that have stayed. Um, but I'm proud to call Georgia home and particularly Roswell now. Um, we, you know, my background kind of is, uh, I went to school up um, at Young Harris College up in the North Georgia mountains. And that's really where I discovered tourism and the opportunity to major in tourism. Um, and from there, uh, at that time, Georgia, I'm sorry, uh, Young Harris was a, just a two-year school. And um, we had a guest speaker that came and spoke with us and talked about, hey, if you're serious about pursuing a Uh, career in tourism, you need to think about either Georgia Southern University or Clemson University. So from there, I graduated from Young Harris and transferred down to Georgia Southern, uh, majored in tourism and commercial recreation and minored in marketing and marketing management. Um, And and from there, just uh, really dove headfirst into the tourism industry. My first job was uh, in Madison, Georgia, which is a town east of Atlanta, about uh, 90 miles or so. And uh, that was where I, I really got my first dose of uh, the marketing side. Um, and from there, I spent four years there, went to the Dunwoody CVB, which was a new community uh, with a new newly formed CVB as their sales manager before being uh, promoted into the director of sales position. Uh, and then from there, went to work at a company based in Midtown called Destination South, uh, which is destination management and event production. Um, and then this opportunity presented itself and could not be happier to uh, be working with the, the Visit Roswell, the Roswell CVB. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, you kind of, you'd been watching Roswell for a long time. Like that was a community you kind of wanted to move to, right? That's- yeah, Ro- I mean, Roswell's an awesome community. It's obviously highly sought after. And you can look at the real estate market reports and see what it's like to buy a home here and uh, great school systems and, you know, obviously so many different things that, that lure people in, uh, that people seek out um, when they're starting families or, you know, when they want to retire, kind of runs the gamut. But uh, for us, yeah, I mean, we were looking at, at relocating to Roswell before I even knew this opportunity existed. Um, and obviously at that point in our life, it just didn't work quite out, uh, quite work out for us. And, and so we ended up a little further north and coming, but, um, you know, getting this position and, and serving as the executive director presented a beautiful opportunity for us to relocate here and obviously for us to, to raise our children here. So we're, 
we're just excited as can be to be here. Yeah. Okay. So tell the listeners, you know, what is Visit Roswell? Sure. Yeah. Visit Roswell uh, is what is called a Convention and Visitors Bureau, often referred to as a DMO or a destination marketing organization. Um, in just simplistic terms, it is our responsibility to market the destination. We're 100% funded by the hotel motel tax. Um, so when, when you stay at a hotel, you pay the, the sales tax, but you also pay um, a lodging tax. Uh, that varies. That could be anywhere from 5% to 8%. A portion of that goes to fund what is considered um, tourism conferences or trade shows. It's restricted um, for the purpose of tourism promotion. And that is essentially what funds Visit Roswell. So it's in our best interest uh, to heavily promote the hotels, to get visitors from out of town, to utilize the hotels. Um, and then of course, to get those folks out and about into the community, dining in the restaurants, taking in the different historic assets we have, experiencing the art scene, um, shopping, you know, leave, leaving their, their spins here before they go home. Uh, so we focus, we really focus on the overnight visitor, but secondarily, we focus on the day trippers, folks that come in from other communities, folks that um, are passing through. We try to capture as much of that business as we can um, in order to make sure as many transactions as possible occur within our local tourism partner businesses. Absolutely. So just to go a little deeper, what does that, uh, how does that separate us from like a chamber of commerce? Because I know that's a question we get a lot. Sure. Yeah. It's a good question. There are a lot of similarities, but at the end of the day, most chambers of commerce, they are member-based. So you buy into your membership uh, typically on an annual basis. Sometimes they're tiered based on, um, you know, the, the operating budget of an organization, the income, the staff size, a number of different ways. But uh, they're also focused on a lot of different business segments. Um, and, and so their best in interest is really the economic growth of the community in which they operate based on a plethora of different businesses that are a part of those organizations. And typically they also have a legislative agenda and um, really focus more on the economic vitality um, of the businesses that, that are members. Visit Roswell and most, I would say, small to uh, medium-sized CVBs, we're not member-based. Um, we operate, again, based on that hotel motel tax funding, and our purpose is to promote the tourism partners throughout the community. So again, that's everything from the hotels to the restaurants, to the arts organizations, to the local retailers, anything that has a tourism focus uh, that's rooted in hospitality and travel, that's our, that's our key partnership. Those are our key stakeholders, and, um, and we want to do what we can to support those as best as we can throughout the year. Great. So for some backstory for people listening, um, the Visit Roswell team has kind of gone through uh, a whole changeover starting in 2018. So um, I wanted to ask if you would tell some of the bigger changes that this new team of us have done for Visit Roswell since we all came on board. Yeah, sure. So, you know, most CVBs are, I would say, broken down into, into two to three different departments. Um, your, your primary two are going to be uh, your sales department and your marketing department. And then some of the larger CVBs have uh, convention servicing. Uh, and those are, those are predominantly in markets that, that host larger conventions citywide and things of that nature. Uh, so they service those conventions. Obviously, in a destination of our size and with the hotel product we have, we don't service a lot um, just because we're not at that scale yet. But what we do is um, we market the heck out of the destination and we, on the sales side, we, we present sales uh, lead generational opportunities. So 
uh, one of the very first things we did is we, you know, we went through a rebrand. Uh, we saw an opportunity to, uh, to go through a, a, an activity to truly identify who's coming to Roswell and what makes those folks come to Roswell and where the opportunities are to, to grab more visitation and to expand our audiences. And, and that common data and information that we were able to gain led us to, to really understand that people are coming here uh, for a number of different reasons and they're, they're experiencing the dis destination in a number of different ways, but it's really the nature and the dining scene and kind of that family focused um, hospitality driven community that, that really lures people in. Um, and so for us leading into a rebrand, um, we worked with uh, a company called Tempest um, it was an agency-based organization that does a lot in, in regard to website redevelopment. Uh, and one of the first steps we took was to redevelop the website. And really the brand sort of came out of that process too. And um, so it, it came with a new website, a new logo, a new color scheme, um, and, and really a new way that we message and market the destination. So that new brand is um, at your natural pace. And how that came out of this exercise is that, uh, again, we recognize that through all of our visitation and all of our visitors, people were coming into town to participate in similar activities, but they were doing them how they wanted to do them. So, um, you know, of course, dining is big, music is big, uh, the nature and the river are, are obviously huge draws, but people choose to do those things differently. So a prime example is you might have a couple that comes into town that wants to grab an early dinner, have a glass of wine, maybe take in an acoustic um, guitarist on a patio, and, and then they're in bed pretty early. Uh, on the flip side of that, you might have somebody that comes out, um, hits the river, you know, they're out on the water all day, kayaking, paddle boarding, um, and then they're gonna stick around at the breweries after that, and then they're gonna grab a later dinner, and then after that, they're gonna go see a band play at Gypsy Rose. So, you know, they're, they're doing things um, a little bit more fast-paced uh, with a, a little bit more length of time. So. Um, at your natural pace really lends itself to the, the natural amenities that we have and what draws so many people here. But it's also a play on the fact that you can do Roswell at your own natural pace, however you would like to. Um, and we're very much a welcoming community in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. People, if you go to our website, visit roswellga.com, shameless plug. Um, you'll see in our headers, it'll say something like rock and roll or rock and relax all in good time or all night long, that type of thing, just to sort of highlight those different experiences. Right. Um, so I know that since I started working for visitors bureaus, it's I've constantly shocked people with the areas where, you know, we have a hand in. So what are some things that Visit Roswell does that would surprise people? Because yes, we talk about tourism, but how does, uh, how do we fit in some of the other economic uh, impactful areas? Yeah, well, there are a few different major things. And I'll start it off by saying, yeah, you're right, because it seems like every day when I have a conversation with somebody, they, they don't really realize the scope or the scale of the number of different things that we do to drive business into the, into the community. Um, and, you know, a lot of times I find that people refer to us as the Roswell Visitor Center. And operating yeah. a visitor center is 5% of what we do. And it, obviously, it's, it's an important thing to do. Um, it's how we are, you know, can become the face of the community. Uh, we can work with folks who are coming into town to have that actual personal time with them to influence, you know, their decisions and where they go and what they do. But it, it's a small percentage of what we do. 
Um, and I mentioned, you know, we've got a sales team that goes out and generates lead opportunities that uh, passes along group business opportunities to the hotels, to the wedding venues, to the special event venues. Uh, we work directly with the restaurants for book booking events. Um, you know, our marketing team uh, not only is involved in strategically placing ads, but, you know, they're working to drive editorial opportunities to get feature pieces and publications. Uh, they're working to be featured in blogs. They're constantly hosting travel writers that come into the community uh, so that they can turn around and tell their story to their audience. Um, it's really, there's just a number of different things. If I wrote out everything, it'd be, you know, a hundred different things that we do on a daily basis. Um, another big part of that is we're heavily involved in recruiting film opportunities into the destination. And as a part of our sales team, uh, Ted Basco, our group sales manager, that's one of his key responsibilities. He's on the phone every single day with location scouts looking to grow that business specifically in the Roswell area. Uh, you know, so they'll call us and say, hey, we need a, a 1974 style ranch house um, in, a, in a really cool neighborhood, but we don't need any trees to be in the front yard. So it's Ted's responsibility to um, either go out and canvas the community himself or to work with key partners who know, uh, you know where, where a house like that exists. And then from there, we host those location scouts. We work with those production companies. We um, are heavily involved with the city of Roswell and the permitting department on what that looks like and getting those, um, getting those things to the finish line. And all that's, a, you know, it's, it's obviously, we love the brand opportunity that comes out of it, but it's also a revenue generator for the city and for the homeowner or the business owner that's able to, you know, have their, uh, their property, their business, their home featured in a film. So we do that. Uh, we've got, you know, sales, film, marketing. And then another thing I think that shocks people is we do all this complimentary. Um, yeah. So people can reach out to us. A bride, for example, can reach out to us. And if she's taking a look at, at different wedding venue opportunities, we will actually take the information that she provides us and we will send that information out to all of our different venues. We will package that up in a nice proposal and lay all the information out seamlessly for that bride so that she can make her decision a little bit, a little bit easier. Because at the end of the day, we want to win that business. Um, you know, we want to get that bride and get all of those, uh, those wedding guests into Roswell so that they are staying for, you know, one to two nights at a time. And then after the wedding, they're hitting Canton street and dining and, and grabbing a cocktail and, and, uh, and then of course taking in the other assets that we have to offer. So it behooves us to, uh, to do those things and to do them quickly and thoughtfully so that we can get those folks into town. And we always look for opportunities. The social market's one, just, you know, one aspect of it. We go after business, transient business. We want corporations sending their employees into town, um, you know, for, for one-off meetings. Uh, and then on a larger scale, uh, specifically pre-COVID and hopefully coming out of this, we want groups holding uh, business meetings, you know, for 50, 100, 150 people, uh, in our hotels and at our venues, uh, because that, that means big business and, and big money to some of these hotels. And then they take that money uh, from being in town for multi-night stays and they spend that money out in the community and then they leave. And then, you know, we look to bring in other uh, groups right behind them. So uh, we do a lot, but I would say the amount that we do and the fact that we do all of this funded solely by the hotel motel tax is usually a shock to people. And they're, 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 you know, I'm definitely intrigued to learn more about us at that point. Yeah. Well, so you just mentioned COVID-19. So yeah, it's no secret. It's hit um, every industry. What has it done specifically to tourism? 
nationwide, it is, um, it has devastated the tourism industry. And I will say this about tourism professionals. It's, it's very hard for us to go down the doom and gloom uh, route. We're, you know, we're the people that have smiles on our faces at all times. And, and we take opportunities that aren't so pleasant. We try to, you know, make them, make them look positive, but we also have an obligation, I think, to talk about what it has done to the tourism industry as a whole. And um, at one point nationwide hospitality unemployment hit 51%. I mean, that, that's a staggering number. I mean, that's, you know, for every two people that work in the hospitality industry, one was furloughed or laid off. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, it's big business. You've got some hotels that are just now starting to open up. Some hotels have, have had to, to close down. Some are being sold and converted into apartment complexes. I mean, it's, it's really taken a number, um, taken a toll and done a number on the tourism industry. We have fared a little bit better in Roswell though, I will say. Um, you know, our, our hotel mix is a little bit different. We primarily have uh, limited service hotels with really one I would call full, full service, um, true full service hotel in the Doubletree. And because of that, leisure business did come back more quickly than corporate business and then group business because there are obviously uh, still restrictions and regulations on that type of business. And a lot of corporations have halted travel altogether. Um, they've gone remote. They're not sending their employees out and about. They're not flying on planes at this point. They're probably not going to do that um, until, I mean, gosh, we're hearing spring of next year. So that business is halted. But what's really been our saving grace is the leisure business, um, the staycation, the families that, that are you know comfortable enough to get out, out of the house, um, you know, staying a little bit closer to home. We're, we're not getting folks that are coming in from six hours, but we are getting folks that are coming in from some of our really close drive markets like Macon, Savannah, um, you know, down from Chattanooga, places like that. So those are the folks that are staying in the hotels right now. So, you know, our occupancy never got down to what the national level um, of occupancy was. Uh, we did have some hotels that got down to, you know, I mean, at, at our rock bottom moment, 5%, most held stronger around 30%. Our extended stay properties actually did really well, kind of double-edged sword. They, they, their occupancy numbers were, were very high, but we also feel that a lot of the people that were staying at those were due to evictions and, um, and, and folks that have lost jobs and, and now had to relocate to hotels. So um, we're certainly happy that our hotels were able to provide residence for, for those folks, but um, it's kind of a, a not apples to apples number if, if you really truly look at, at occupancy from a visitation standpoint. So, um, you know, and then second, you look at the restaurants. I mean, they, a lot of those switched to, um, to curbside to go, and they actually did a really good job of shifting business models and, um, and essentially surviving. That's really what the, the key was. It, was. it was survival at this point, you know, um, and most of them are still businesses back, uh, but a lot of them are still, they've got, you know, policies and procedures in place that look a lot different. And I think any of them would tell you that business isn't back the way it was. Um, pre-COVID. So they've got, you know, a lot of work to do. My concern is that even if we get out of, out of COVID going into the fall and things look a little bit healthier, I worry about the fallout that's going to happen uh, kind of at the beginning of next year, um, around February and March, even leading into spring through this. And, and things seem that they're healthy now and picking back up. Um, and, you know, we businesses, I would say, are, are starting to open back up and get a little bit more comfortable with how they're operating, but it's really the fallout that I think is going to come at the um, early next year leading into spring when some of those folks have, have made it through, but then they just can't hang on. And 
obviously we want to do everything we can to support those businesses, but um, we're just, we're simply not through it yet. And um, I, I, I worry a little bit about that, but um, you know, the, the good news is that there are hotels, there are restaurants, there are a number of different tourism related businesses that are rehiring. Um, so it is a positive sign. But one thing that I'll say is everything's focused on COVID right now. My concern is what happens when there is another separate pandemic. What happens three years from now when something else happens? Um, and I, I, I would like to think that folks are thinking about that and have a game plan for how to respond if something like that happens. And maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe I'm just being extra cautious. But I think businesses owe it to themselves to think, how do we survive either a round two of this or how do we, you know, um, get through this if it does occur again in three, four, five, six, seven years? Uh, and that's, that's a challenging question. And it's a pretty, you know, it's a difficult conversation, but it's one that I think we need to be having. Yeah. So kind of in that same vein, what are some of the plans that Visit Roswell has to conquer the chapter uh, after COVID-19. Yeah. So I would say, you know, our team's been busier than ever. Uh, we're having a down year because obviously we rely again on, on hotel motel tax and with occupancies dipping and average daily rate ADR uh, dipping, that's affected our budget. Um, so, you know, we operated last year on an $800,000 budget. We went conservative this year. Our budget's about $568,000. Um, and then, you know, as revenues come up a little bit shorter, we expect that that number is actually going to go down even further than that. So in my opinion, what we're looking at really is a, about a 50% budget reduction um, from fiscal year um, uh, 19. So for us, we're having to do a lot more in-house. We're, you know, we're writing more blogs. We're trying to partner with different businesses on uh, custom packaging. Uh, we're, we're taking advantage of, are there any influencers, bloggers, travel writers that can help us out and give us some editorial coverage uh, in order to help the destination. So uh, I would say we're relying a lot on institutional knowledge and it, it, it honestly, it's has, it's, it's got our team being busier than ever. And, um, I think we're doing a, a great job. I think the team is doing a great job. You and Danielle, Ted on the, the sales side have done a fantastic job, um, just grinding on a, a daily basis and, it's, it's an easy situation to say, well, I guess we can sit, or, sit around and twiddle our thumbs because there's nothing going on. We, we've responded totally different than that. We've been busier than ever and have, and have really, I think, done a good job of creating some opportunities and done some creative things. And so our COVID plan, we've got a plan. We've got uh, goals and objectives based on what we want to do. We're taking a much more grassroots approach. We've got a plan coming down the pike, I think, to reimagine completely the visitor center experience and what that looks like. And we're too, a little too preliminary to roll that out, but it's going to allow us to get in front of a lot more people and to influence a lot more people in those buying and spending decisions. And um, it's, it's going to be successful. I'll tell you that right now, it's going to be successful. And uh, I'm certainly looking forward to that. But for us, it's just an opportunity, I think, to get back to basics, to reevaluate some things, um, to look at opportunities where we can grow the organization and do things better. Uh, and certainly an opportunity to uh, see where we could scrap some things that haven't worked in the past. And at the end of the day, as much of a cliche as it is, we're going to come out stronger than this just because we've got the right team in place. Um, and we've kind of pushed ourselves, uh, you know, very hard throughout this process. And hopefully, you know, out of this, what I would say is I hope the community has seen that we have 
been there for them. Uh, we've been open to opportunities and ideas. We've been over backwards and uh, we don't plan on stopping that anytime soon. Yeah. So um, what are some ways that listeners can help support Visit Roswell as well as other Roswell businesses? So number one, it starts locally. The, the, the rebound, the recovery is going to start at the local level before it spreads out into other communities and before other folks, um, again, mentioning those drive markets, you know, places like Birmingham and Chattanooga really start coming back in like, like we've seen in the past. Um, our community has done an amazing job supporting the restaurants, uh, you know, with curbside to go when, when they were shut down. Uh, now we need to start thinking about the special event venues, the restaurants for holiday parties, um, supporting, you know, the coffee shops for business and networking meetings that, that, have, um, that have kind of uh, trailed off there uh, while all of this was, was going on. So, um, you know, I, I think it's always thinking of your community first. Again, if you've, if you've got a family member that's recently engaged, encourage them to look at Roswell. Um, if you have a, a business partner or somebody coming into town to pitch an idea, you know, instead of doing that in your office or in your home office, even with everybody working, working remotely, get out in a coffee shop and, and be safe about it, socially distance and, 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 you know, make sure that Crazy Love or Land of a Thousand Hills or Gracious Plenty gets a little bit of, of your money on that end. Um, so support them as much as you can. Um, and then I would say there are little things that you can do, like writing reviews, um, you know, whether on social media, on Yelp, um, giving referrals, writing testimonials, really propping these people up. Uh, that goes a long way right now. I'm amazed that when I go out to eat and I check in, there's still a lot of people that, um, that, that don't know restaurants are back open, which is, was, has kind of shocked me, or they, uh, they still assume that there's no inside dining, things of that nature. Uh, and these are folks that live in Georgia. And, um, and so I would say never give up on the opportunity to talk about the places in your hometown that you can support. Spread the word with friends and family, uh, post on social media, and, and just um, share as much as you can because they need you now. They needed you, you know, a, a while ago, um, but they are going to also continue needing you for the next two years. The, a full rebound in the hospitality industry to get back to pre-COVID levels, we're anticipating that's two years from now. Uh, so there's still a lot of work to be done. Yeah. Um, so we are going to be wrapping up with two questions that as people continue to tune in over, you know, the next episodes to come, these will be asked to every uh, interviewee. So first, Andy, how would you tell a visitor to experience Roswell. So like, what do you do during your time in Roswell? Yeah. I mean, I think that question starts with, with what the uh, individual or the, uh, the couple or the family's interests are. Um, okay. And I, I honestly, I mean, shameless plug again, I would say we have a, a great amount of information on our website that's focused yeah. on the forest. Um, and, you know, the marketing team, Kendall, you and Danielle have done a great job with um, these custom recommended itineraries for how to experience the destination. But I would say, you know, what are your interests? Um, and then where are those opportunities in the community? For me, um, you know, I, I like to get out and I like to grab a beer at one of the local breweries. I like to grab a bite to eat and I like to get out on the river. Um, so, you know, we're, we're kind of heading into the fall season. So a lot of those river activities are, are shutting down a little bit, but that doesn't mean there aren't miles and miles of CRNRA uh, trails. And, you know, we still have an award-winning park system. So if you want to get out and, and that's the, that's, that's where it's at right now. It's being outside and getting back in touch with nature. We've got you covered on that end. 
um, you know, there, there are endless opportunities for how to get out and experience um, the natural elements that we possess. Uh, but keep in mind too, I mean, we've got an incredible, I would say regionally known dining scene. Um, and and it's, it's Canton Street, but it's also, you know, over on the east side. I mean, you've got the number one brew pub in America uh, rated by voters of USA Today in From the Earth Brewing Company. Amazing food, amazing beer. They've recently started canning their beer. Um, so, you know, don't forget about the east side and, and you know, those parks that exist over there. Uh, and, and again, you know, the Chattahoochee Nature Center is an incredible asset of ours that does an, an insanely good job of programming, uh, but also has, you know, an, an insanely cool um, zip line, canopy tour. Yeah. So there are these little hidden gems that I think people are still trying to kind of um, still learning about and still figuring out, but we really have a ton to offer. I mean, you got 1,400 bottles of whiskey on the, the wall at the Whiskey Project. I mean, that place, there are people that come in from all over the place, out of state, to come experience that. And a lot of people don't know that we have that. So start with our website, visit roswellga.com, go through that, spend a good bit of time on it, look at those itineraries, and, um, and figure out which version fits you, because I guarantee you we, we do have something for everybody. Agreed. Okay. So last but not least, describe Roswell in five words or less. This is a very tough one because there are a number of different descriptors. Um, I think that that could certainly des describe our community. And I think those would obviously change based on who the, you know, who the customer is. But um, mm -hmm. for me, I was thinking about, you know, five words and I think it's um, rooted history, placemaking opportunity. Um, we have an immense amount of history, uh, you know, that, that goes back to uh, the Civil War era and, and really how economically it positioned Roswell as a leader for the state of Georgia. And the history is really all over the place. And uh, there's good history, there's bad history, but it's, it's very relevant history. Mm -hmm. So I think about that and I think about the historic assets that we have and, um, and even, you know, what you're able to experience down at Old Mill Park with, um, with the ruins and there is plenty of that. And then I, I look immediately over to Canton Street and, and to, um, to our brewery scene with Gate City and Variant Brewing Company, and then over the east side with From the Earth Brewing Company. The number of restaurants we have, um, the, you know, the, the new homes that are being built, the reasons people are relocating here and are, are just trying their hardest to, um, to move their families here. This is an incredible destination. And there are more opportunities, I think, online and, and coming online um, in the realm of placemaking, destination creating, um, and, and, and giving people more opportunity to come here and spend their money. So whether you're a visitor, you know, who, who comes to Roswell because they're simply in love with the community, but they can't live here, or whether you're someone who has lived here all your life or relocated because of the amenities we offer, um, we, we kind of have, again, everything that everyone will be looking for. Um, and I think there's still more to come, which is that, that, that place-making opportunity. There, there is an opportunity for us to be better and um, certainly look forward to what the future holds in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Andy, for being our first interviewee. For those that have tuned in, please follow us on uh, Facebook at Visit Roswell Georgia, Instagram at Visit Roswell GA. Um, like and subscribe and rate and all the things as you listen um, to help us build this podcast to 
you know, bigger and better and beyond. We look forward to sharing more about this awesome destination that we have the privilege of promoting. And, uh, you know, we'll see you next time.